You're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? You've come to the right place. Let's get into the show. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Payments Innovation Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Ernwine, and I'm joined today by my good friend and partner, Jared Jones from Move. Jared, how are you? Everyone, I'm Jared Jones from Move. (laughs) Um, So, Jared, uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about Move um, for those who might not be um, familiar with your company? Sure. So, Move is a payments company that is focused on making it easy for developers to accept, store, and disperse money however they choose. We think that developers rule the world, and we think that finance and moving money is way too hard. And so we're trying to make it really easy for vertical SaaS companies, marketplaces, and everyone in between to move money however they like to uh, move it, uh, make it easier for them to do so. Awesome. Move moves money. And so why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and then we can get into the details of what move does and and how we're working together. But I think um, it would be great to go over your own background to give people a little more context on on how you came to move and, and um, how'd you ended up in partnerships? Sure. So um, first I'm based in lovely Oakland, California. So if anyone's listening in the fintech world that is Bay Area and uh, uh, has Oakland in their heart. Let's grab a coffee. Um, I have been working in partnerships for about seven, six years officially, probably seven or eight years unofficially. Um, and I've been in tech for, I've been making money in tech for probably 15 or 16 years, but I've been working in software since I was in high school. I got a high school internship at Hewlett Packard. Um, uh, I identify pretty squarely as a, as a bit of a technology generalist. I've done everything from sales to account management to actually writing code and scripts to doing, you know, middle of the night deployments. And now I do strategic partnerships and in, in what we call ecosystem at Move. So I've been at Move for almost a year. I'm a one, one year anniversary in a few days. Uh, very excited about my anniversary coming up. Um, but before that, I was at a DevOps company uh, in the feature management space called LaunchDarkly, where I led ecosystem partnerships there. And then before that, um, I spent four, over four years at GitHub, where most notably I led business development and technology partnerships. Um, had a couple of great ships there, really changed my life professionally. I made a ton of really great friends and learned a lot while I was there. It's awesome. Yeah, it's quite the background, uh, getting involved in tech at such a young age. And I think it's good that you have such a diverse background in actually coding and developing and working on the tech side, but also working on the sales and the business side, because in many ways, I think that's where partnerships comes together because you're working on the business side, but you're opening up opportunities within your product and you're using partners to either fill product gaps or enhance the product that you already have and, and distribute that through, you know, your business savvy. So I think it's interesting that you had that background. And I think it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I want to don't overstate the fact that I don't want to overstate the fact that I used to write code. Like I was like seriously a pretend software developer. I, you know, I took some classes in college and quickly learned that like my time was better spent doing almost anything else. Uh, this is when Java was big. So I sucked at writing code. I was a terrible software programmer, um, but had to tap into those skills along the way in my professional career a couple of times. Um, usually in emergency situations or sometimes for like sales demos. But yeah, I think it is great to have a 
kind of diverse set of skills and, and backgrounds. I think it allows me to do more. I'm probably not great at any one thing, but I can, you know, fill the gap in pretty well in a lot of different areas. Well, you definitely code better than I can because I can't code a single thing. But um, <laughs> so uh, getting into move. Um, so I think, you know, you pointed out that you guys move money, that you guys uh, try to make it easier um, for fintechs, for developers, for for people to in, embed your solution, which is the you know solution to move payments domestically um, as of right now. Um, why don't you tell me a little bit about what it means to be embedded and how do you guys make it easier and why, you know, there's a lot of uh, bass players out there. Um, but I know that move is special in many ways. So what makes you guys special and, and what are the advantages of, of being an embedded solution? Yeah. You know, um, I wish you would have like give me this like scripted question. Cause that's really hard. There's a lot of things that make move special. So I'm trying to come up with kind of what are the most concise things? I think, um, there's probably three real big things that make Move special. First is our origin story that we started off as a set of open source projects. Um, we could talk a little bit more about that later. I know that you want to talk, click into the open source stuff, but not many fintechs or payment companies that I know of, actually none started off as open source projects. So I think that's a, where we come from. Our DNA is very, uh, it's different and special. I think the second thing that makes um, a special um, from the kind of embedded you know, embedded finance space is that, you know, we really do take a developer first approach to towards it. You know, I think in dev tools, most of the founders are engineers, but oftentimes I think in other industries and in fintech, including sometimes it's the CEO and the founder actually is not a software engineer. Our CEO and founder is a software engineer. He is a straight up nerd. <laughs> I don't think he'll be, he'll be upset that I called him a nerd. He's a cool nerd, but he's, he's a, nerd and he also cares deeply about finance and banking and so i think we have a kind of the quintessential leader in wade arnold for what it means to be a developer first fintech and i think the third thing that makes us special really is that this embedded kind of concept is really api related it's like oh we have an api you can integrate with the api and have this capability uh, we've kind of taken it a step further with um, some of our sdks that we've released we call them move drops, but they're really prepackaged UI and uh, software and backend components that quickly allow our customers and clients to quickly and easily get up and up and running with payments, uh, whether it's from collecting information or the actual you know PCI data that needs to be stored. We've kind of modularized and, and compartmentalized a lot of those components in move drops. And I don't think anyone else is doing that in payments. So we're pretty proud of that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that especially for what you do, I think it's a very difficult thing for somebody to go out and build their compliance policies or build their risk policies, build connections to these banks um, in a way that doesn't take a very long time and is very expensive. And you guys have made it very an easy, intuitive process for people to do that, to create like their own solution and customize it and to do so in an open source way, which I think is, is a, a bold strategy. Um, but it, it goes back to what you were saying about your values and, and how much you pride yourselves in being developer first, but also an open source community. Um, and yeah, definitely shout out Wade. Um, I've met him. I've had the fortune of meeting him as well. Really great dude. Very smart dude. Very impressive. Uh, well known within the world of American FinTech. So Going back to the open source uh, nature of it, what I what I like about Move is that you guys are 
really leaders within the American fintech space um, and within the American fintech community. So I think it's it's awesome that you know I, you obviously play a huge part of that, being the head of partnerships. Can you tell me a little bit about what that means for you guys and of building a community and, and the types of things that you guys do to enhance and grow that community and, and, and why it's so important to move? Sure. You know, I think, um, again, I, I want to show a bit of humility here. I, you know, we're still really early and we have a lot of people in the space that we look up to, um, both personally and professionally. So we have a lot of growing up to do at Move, but we do have a lot of great traction and momentum behind um, the commercial offering. But like I said, we have lots and lots of wood to chop for us to get to where we where we're we think we can measure ourselves against the peers that we know are the kind of um, stalwarts in the industry. But I think to your point, we are absolutely leading in terms of kind of the, the thought leadership side of things and the community side of things. You know, it's again, I don't know anyone else who's fintech or specifically their payments company started as a set of open source projects. And we've had the Wade understands what that means. And that's why he started the company this way, but we've really galvanized fintech as a whole industry around the payments, open source uh, libraries that we've released. We've also released things like OFAC checks and, and, uh, you know, other things as well that go along with payments, not just the actual ACH and wire protocol. So there's a bunch of projects. I think there's like 37 or 38 projects we've open source now. And really the whole industry has come around that. And I think that there's just been a, a vacuum for the kind of collaboration and transparency and open source nature, like to, in fintech. And I, I think that that traction has really been astounding from my point of view. It was one of the things that really attracted me to move when I joined as well, that there was a thriving open source community. And um, even since I've joined, it's exploded. I think we've three X'd two or three X, the amount of, of uh, members in the community and the engagements through the roof. And, you know, I think, you know, from the outside, it's like, okay, well, that's great. But why does it matter? I think it matters for a few reasons. I think first, just kind of on a value standpoint, one of our core values is give first and move. And, you know, that sounds corny or whatever. And I think oftentimes, you know, you work in finance, it's always kind of really about how do I make more? How do I take more? How do I grow? And so this, that concept of that value really, I think turns a lot of what we've learned in, in finance and FinTech on its head. And it's like, no, we're not going to figure out how to like make more money first. We're going to figure out how to like give back to the community, whether that's open source or that's our time or that's our network. We all really value at move um, the idea of making sure we prioritize giving and open source, I think is a great way to do that. And so I think first is, you know, that the whole value side of thing, I think on this, the second side, there's this like, thought leadership thing that we get to be kind of commandeer and have like influence over. And while, you know, we don't really project a lot into the community, they're all showing up to our community and the members are really what make it special, but those, the dialogue, the problems they're solving together, the events that they're, they're raising so that people can show up and they can network and make new friends or make new business contacts. Like that's all happening, not because we made it happen, but because we created space for it to happen. And the community members are making all that happen right now in our Slack uh, groups, our Slack workspace and our GitHub repos. And it's really really kind of um, invigorating. And I think what happens is we get to kind of have a pulse on 
who's who, what's happening, where are things going? And we can plug in and out as we, as we see there to be value. Um, we know there's so much value in there. We actually created a whole conference for, for this, um, for FinTech DevCon. It's happening in August this year. Last year, we did the inaugural FinTech DevCon. This year is the second one. I know Currency Cloud uh, was, was, uh, was showed up last year and sounds like y'all will be showing up again this year. Um, but that event isn't, you know, it's not a move user conference. It's not a move product conference. You know, it's something that we put our logo on because we kind of make sure that it goes off the way it's supposed to, but it's really a give back. It's how do we support developers in the FinTech community? And like I said, we know so there's so much value in the community and what's happening there that we literally created a conference just to, to bring us all together, you know, to do it once a year. Yeah. I, I think that really, it represents like what you were just describing. It's like a microcosm for like the, the greater community that you guys created and the values that you guys hold. Uh, FinTech DevCon was awesome for those listening. Uh, make sure you get a ticket. I, I was lucky enough to, to make it there last year. Met some awesome people all around FinTech and, and the vibes were just really good. And, and it's true. Move wasn't trying to sell you on anything. They were just trying to put people together that are like-minded and are building different things and, and, you know, good things will come out of that. And I think good things came out for, for move and, and moves brand. But I think it's also like your focus on building a community and, and giving first, I think it it's, it's who you guys are as people and who you guys are as a company, but it also has direct benefits to uh, move as a business um, because sure. like, as we were saying, you guys are embedded and, and it's very similar to the way currency cloud works. You guys are helping other companies build uh, new applications and you guys are the railroads and you guys are the infrastructure by which they can build on top of. Um, and so by being, having that culture of building a community, you guys have access to all the different FinTech players that are building different things. And you're there when they need you and you guys can put people in touch and, and grow together with the community. Um, so yeah. I think that is really an awesome thing. And I think that's part of what brought the people at currency cloud and the people that moved together because our partnership, there's a lot of overlap. And uh, I want to talk a little bit more about what we got, we do together. There's a lot of overlap on, on our products, but I think the partnership started uh, with my colleague, Kara, who also is, you know, plays a big role within the fintech space in, in North America, but her personal connections to you and Wade and you guys, the way that you guys work and the way that you guys approach problems, which is very easy to work with you guys uh, on a personal standpoint. And I think that's where partnerships really start. It's kind of a, a lost art of just relationship building, but I think that's something yeah. that comes naturally to you guys. So on that note, question for you, um, before we dive into a little bit more details on the currency cloud partnerships, as somebody that has a long background in partnerships and in one way or another, what kinds of things are important to you in a partnership and, and what makes for a successful partnership? Uh, yeah. So, or anything. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The breakdown is pretty simple, you know, for me, specifically in technology partnerships. We can talk about human partnerships and all of that stuff, but you know, in a technology partnership, you know, both parties certainly have a need, right? There's a there's a capability or a market or something that that they can't tap into. They either can't do it or they won't do it, and the other partner can you know easily or more easily service that need. And hopefully, there's a mutual you know benefit on the back end of me being able to support that company, my partner, and my partner being able to provide something back to me. Sometimes that, you know, that business impact, that end result is the same, like top line revenue or, you know, sales acceleration or, you know, whatever. Sometimes it's not mutual. Sometimes it's like, 
they need brand. They, they need moves brand to elevate their business. And I need, you know, the, you know, their book of business to, you know, increase my, my top line revenue, but either way, there needs to be some mutual understanding about, you know, what the, the business impact is and how we can kind of plug in to, to service that need for each other. But, you know, the, that's just like the building blocks. That's like the rudimentary stuff. To me, the most important part of a partnership is the people, and whoever's on the other side of the aisle, like it's not just the solution. It's not, not the TAM. It's not the technology. Those things matter. Right. And hopefully they're all awesome. But if the other person on the other, the person on the other side of the aisle that you are going to market with is someone that you can't trust or someone that you don't have a good communication strategy or line of communication with, or they're unreliable or your values are unaligned, it's not going to work. Right. And so for me, I care deeply about working with not necessarily the companies I want to work with, but the people I want to work with. And those are the ways that I find the most value in partnerships. There's all kinds of other things we have to do, right? Agreements and joint go to markets and all that stuff. Right. But it's all, all that is negotiable. All of it is things that are just, do we do this or do we not do this? Is it valuable to do? But if there's no, the person isn't there and that relationship isn't there, there's, there's really no partnership. There's nothing. Yeah, I, I think it's much more of an art form than it is just lines on a paper and an Excel sheet and our numbers line up. Yeah. Um, and it's true. And, and that's exactly why I think that our partnership is, has been such a success is because you guys are so easy to work with. And on top of that, there is a, a market for us to go after where there's a lot of overlap. We're both payments companies. We're both embedded. And for, for those who are listening, uh, the reason why the Move Partnership is so exciting for our customers, our prospects, and Currency Cloud and Move Together is because we both fulfill a specific role within many of the same projects for companies that are building. So, for example, if a company is onboarding companies in the United uh, onboarding customers or companies in the United States and they need domestic payments to facilitate their their business and they also have an international payments need what we do is we work together to fulfill both of those both of those needs so on the move side they fulfill the domestic payments domestic onboarding they demystify all that and make it easy for them to to run their business domestically but then we partner with together with currency cloud to to launch an international payments aspect and so together, we've actually created a really special thing, and we've built a lot of successful projects that are super exciting. And I know that in our press release, we're going to have some specific examples as to uh, some of the companies that are working with us. But that's what it's about. It's about working together on something that has mutual benefits, not only to the partner, but also the customer. Yeah, that's that's right. And you know, it's one of those things where I, I came back into fintech after being gone for a while, and I had to quickly relearn some things. And, you know, one of the things I, I learned is that, you know, being out of FinTech for what, six or seven years, whatever it's been, you know, a lot of has changed in the world, right? A lot has changed. And my customers are showing up to move thinking automatically that they can just integrate 15 minutes later to move money anywhere in the world. Right. And it's, what, what do you mean? You know, KYB or KYC or AML or compliance and bank sponsors. What do you mean? Right. Because things like, you know, crypto have shown up and people have now started to just assume that end users have just assumed that their money should be able to flow ubiquitously 
instantly anywhere in the world because they've been able to do this through some new means. And so I would say I'm hearing probably 50 to 80% of my customers that show up as domestic US-based companies assume on day one that they are going to be able to move money cross-border and do FX. And it's like, oh, crap, we can't do that. Thank God we have Currency Cloud as a partner that can take that deficiency that we have and supplement it, right? Or augment it. And so, yeah, it's... um, it's a big deal. You know, it's a big deal for us. We can't really say that we have a complete or holistic offering to in the market today. If we don't have currency cloud there to help us complete the last mile or the extra steps that our customers have come to expect with when it comes to moving their money anywhere in the world. Yeah. And, and, and you, you did a good job of explaining the expectations now are almost to the point where they're absurd. Everybody wants their money um, instantaneously, instantaneously settled. Doesn't yep. matter where it is, where the customer is, where the end beneficiary is, they just want it done. Um, and so that's also what the consumer um, or the business that's consuming our client's product wants to. And so that's like part where part of those demands are coming from. Yep. Um, obviously, you know, it would be great if we could settle everything on a blockchain system instantaneously, but that's just not how the world works right now. And it's just not how the different central banks and the different uh, corridors by which we send payments operate. Um, it's extremely complex. And so having somebody that does the domestic uh, side of the business so well, especially in the United States, where we don't have the ability to provide um, regulatory sponsorship for our clients. Um, it's great to have move because that was a gap that was, uh, something that was preventative for us to work with a lot of clients because um, we had to wait for them to figure out that solution to get up and running domestically in the United States to have somebody provide them with that regulatory coverage. So having somebody that we can call on, like move uh, to make that so much faster allows us to go in and perform our services. So if it's, for instance, uh, you know, a remittance company. They're able to onboard clients, whether they're you know people living abroad from Israel, they're able to onboard clients very quickly, um, debit their accounts very quickly, get money into their accounts, and then that let us do our thing very easily, convert those payments and send them to Israel by ILS Rails. And so it's like the... It's almost like the meme where the two people are shaking hands and it's like domestic payments move and like currency cloud international payments like coming yep. together. It's a, it's almost a perfect fit. Um, so we're very lucky that uh, we have partners like you that that make it easier for us to to do our specialty in our niche. I appreciate it, Scott. It's feelings mutual. So taking a step back and looking at the wider fintech landscape, where do you think these things are going to go? You mentioned crypto. We're, we're talking a lot about the embedded services and solutions that are in the ecosystem. Yeah. I was wondering if you had any thoughts on that and, and where the future of this is going um, from the fintech landscape, generally speaking, but also specifically um, embedded solutions. Like what, what is the moment like right now in the market and where do you think it's going? Yeah, I mean, I think we're really early, right? I think, I think we're still very, very early in the embedded finance space, you've got tons of folks in kind of the main categories of embedded finance. You have banking, payments like move, insurance, lending. I think those are the big ones. I'm sure I'm missing a couple, right? But it feels like every week I open TechCrunch or something else and there's some like new niche embedded finance category that's like going to change the world. And they might, right? Because we've had this financial system around for so long 
that's been cobbled together, it's only now being deconstructed and modularized in modern technologies, languages, by, you know, for the next, you know, iteration of, of how we do finance. And so I think we're just getting started. I think we're going to see more rails, more speed, more ubiquity, more companies, more funding. I think it's just more everything. We're building our little niche, which is payments. And in some ways, we're kind of a payment super platform because it's any rail, US, you know, choose your choose your modality. But I just think it's ubiquity. I think it's just everything is just going to continue to go horizontal and you're just going to see more of everything. Um, and I think that's good because that's what the customers deserve. And I think that's what the market is demanding. Um, in terms of like technology, I don't know. I think obviously blockchain is huge. I, I'd be remiss not to like talk about that. But I think like, you know, this term fintech is kind of, it's here to stay. It was like buzzy or like new and kind of confusing when I first came to FinTech six or seven years ago, but it's like here, but I do think the future is way more tech and, and way less fin. You know, I think there's so many different ways to spin the, what we're doing and what is value, what is stored value and how do you create it? How do you monetize it? How do you share it? How do you move it? How do you convert it? How do you secure it? How do you translate? Like all that stuff. It's like, man, like there is so much more technology. Like the internet's been around for 40 years, right? Like we've had currencies for 5,000, 6,000 years. I don't know how many, but like thousands and thousands of years. We've There's innovation to go in both spaces, but I'll bet you that the internet and, and the technology side has, has way more ceiling um, in terms of evolution. And I think we should just bet on more software developers and, and more technology wrapping themselves and supporting kind of the whole finance and what we, what we've traditionally thought of as finance is going to look very different probably in the next four or five years. It looks very different now than it did four or five years ago. Yeah. Uh, a good quote that gets thrown around and I'm kind of stealing this from your buddy Wade uh, is that, basically every tech company is going to become a fintech company. And then if everybody's a fintech company, nobody is. So it's like all of these services yep. that we're talking about are going to become part of like, they're going to be built into to every tech company and everything that we do um, so seamlessly that we're not even going to think of fintech as a unique industry. It's just going to be yep. part of our, our daily life. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's a, it's a, it's a component in the substrate. Yeah. It's um, I totally agree. And we're not there yet, but we, we will be. Yeah. It's almost like you don't think of like a dollar or your bank account as fintech um, because it's just become so normalized to you. And it, there, there's no need for a, a label on it. It's just, it is what it is. Um, yeah. That's kind of like where fintech is going, but yeah, that was a good shout and I appreciate you joining today and, and uh, talking through all this with me. So thanks for having me. Yeah. It, it's always fun. And it's, it's definitely a blast. I can't wait to see you guys in uh, fintech DevCon, hang out with um, you guys in the move team. And I really appreciate what you guys are building. And for those who aren't aware of the different things that you guys are doing within the community or yeah. um, the Slack channel, the communities, the happy hours, the conferences, or just want to get to know Move and, and, and consider using you guys, um, where do you uh, suggest that they reach out to or where do you suggest they Google or anything like that to find you? Yeah, first, I'm super friendly and 
I mean, most of the time <laughs> after a cup of coffee. Um, so just reach out to me directly. That's like the first way I'd love to just meet any of you. My name's Jared. My email is Jared, J A R E D at move.io. I'm not like big on Twitter, but like, you know, you can find me on LinkedIn. I come, I do social posts on LinkedIn. Um, if you want to just, you know, kind of lurk around and see what, what what's happening in the community. Um, our Slack workspace is move M O O V dash io dot slack.com but if you want an invite you can just again send me an email i'll get you hooked up um and then our github repo is uh github.com slash moov dash io and you can see all of our awesome open source projects there um yeah i look forward to hearing from y'all all right thanks a lot jared um so you guys have the info hit record uh sorry rewind on the video if you want more details as to where to find jared and yeah thanks a lot jared uh, looking forward to staying in touch and, and working more closely with you guys scott you don't have to wait till august to come see me man we can come up to the <laughs> yeah. bay area whenever the weather's great. yeah <laughs> all right well thanks a lot right. jared talk soon thanks scott you've been listening to the payments innovation podcast To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe now in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Until next time.